When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> you son of a gun, you button hooked me. Yeah, Pinball, welcome to Pinball. There's better not be your first time listening, because this is not how we show the most episodes. Cupcakes. That's Anderson, I'm Brian Bishop, host for today. I'm going to bring you an assigned film that uh, had me scratch my head. A, a Skinner Marink had you scratching your head, is, is what you said? Scratch my eyes. Hey, Brad, Brad. <laughs> I can't hear you very good. Really? Check, yeah. check, check. There you go. Five, stay on the mic, that's all I'm saying, yeah. And uh, as well as... Uh, you saw the big sexy this week. I can't believe it. I did, but uh, looking forward to hearing thoughts on Exorcist Part B- Eleven. Believer, no, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's supposed to be like a direct sequel, right? right? But this is the fourth or fifth movie made. I think fourth. Who's who's counting? I promoted that. We will. Uh, no one, clearly no. One. No one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, bring you a top five later this week. Top five unnecessary sequels. Unnecessary. Needless sequels. Needless sequels. Mm. Yeah. Hey, that could be good, could be bad. They could be, but you know, not all of mine are terrible. I actually have some decent ones up there. Yeah. You you might be shocked by my number one. Oh, really? Might be shocked. <laughs> I just looked at your list, and I can't remember what it is. Good. Thank God. I messed up. I sent Avery my list, as I always do, and Brian never does. And uh, by mistake, I pushed reply all to uh, Avery's notes uh, email. <laughs> this is all inside baseball, but I was very, I, I was crestfallen. I was really like, oh, deflated when I, when I heard that you saw my list, because I could take some of the fun out of it, right? It does. And I literally... Remember but, one film. And then I remembered, oh, it's Brian that we're dealing with. You're going to forget everything. Yeah. What, I've forgotten. You, which one do you... The is, one that we have crossover. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you don't remember my big... Uh, no. My big, my big reveal. Big reveal. All right. Uh, Mitch Burns. Uh, he is a listener to the program. He's a part of the program. He's a, he's a friend of the program. He's and he in. needs your help, He's a right? weekly presence. He is a weekly presence. He is baked in. So uh, he is running for office in Canada, I believe. I think he wants to be some kind of council member. No, that's he's not it. He's the solicitor general. He's trying to take Trudeau's spot. No, he needs to, he needs your vote. And it's very easy. It doesn't cost any money or anything. So if you can vote for Mitch, please do so. Uh, there will be a link right at the top of the show notes there. Yes. And he, he stands to gain a few bucks. I also get a trip out here to Los Angeles and hang out with uh, somebody I've never heard of. Bald Brian. Is it me? It's not you, no. Hey, uh, can you tell people the site? I don't know what you're on the spot, but... Uh. It is faceofhorror.org, but apparently it's a little tricky to find uh, if you just go to their landing page. So the best way to do it, just click the uh, link in the show notes. Right. It'll take you right there. Good. I don't know about this. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if you can go on there and see why, why he deserves your vote. I imagine he does because of all the hard work he does for us, but... 
or is it just like a popularity contest? Whoever can like spread that website around the farthest yeah. is the winner. Let's so it's just free advertisement. Is might. it free advertisement for this horror? What's it called? Maybe it is. Horror who? Face Maybe of horror. Death. Yeah, see, they're getting another free plug there. Is that is this just, should we do our own? Faces of Death would be a good No, just like the film vault would faces be like, you know. Faces of Death would be so good watch along. No, I'm not watching the Faces of Death. Oh, I'm still looking at it. Because some of it's real, Brad. Brad I don't true. need that. That's upsetting. I used to watch that when I was like 12 and drunk. I don't need to watch That's that good. A, a, what, a, one of the, what, the, what about one of the many sequels? <laughs> or one of the many sequels, <laughs> yeah. Because like one is just absolutely fake, and then they'll show you like a, a bunny uh, factory where they skin bunny pelts yeah. from like live bunnies. And or I a remember plane crash a guy just takes the, the the bunnies and his skin and he just throws it against the wall, and they were sticking to the wall and then kind of tumbling down. And yeah, I'm like, that's, I, that's bit, never leaving a, my head. A bit icky. No, it's very a bit. Okay. But then they have like the fake ass uh, <laughs> monkey, monkey brains in, in the, in the, right in the uh, in the table. <laughs> so fake. Uh, hey, but then, but uh, the guy kills himself. Uh, I. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's but real. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah, that. No. I don't need that. Kind of like banned from TV with a lady like you know oh, running in yeah. front of the train. Don't I don't need, need to see that. Don't need it. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Speaking of things I don't need to see, we'll be watching. We'll be talking Skinamarink, which is an interesting movie to talk about, just because it overtook the theaters. I shouldn't say overtook the theaters, but it had a very healthy theater run for this reason or that. And uh, that's thanks to Andrew Potts. Andrew Potts continuing to support the program. He supports my endeavors as well over at Loaded for Bear Doc dot com. Uh, he is one of the uh, the producers. Is on the weekly producers meetings. It's. Mm. Uh, it's it's nice to see Andrew Weekly. We have a, a good group over there. Brian, it's go time. Uh, in less than two weeks, I'll be really? shooting the short film. Oh, this is exciting. I'll be shooting the short film. John Kapalos came to class and spent the entire three hours on Saturday oh. getting to know some of the actors. He went up on stage and did um, improv with us and crushed nice. just the sweetest guy you can imagine. I'm so happy to have him playing the lead. Uh, I've been on the phone uh, with uh, Eddie Levy uh, going back and forth, talking about his character right. and um, as well as... Keith Coogan, Keith Coogan and I, uh, we yucked it up for a while and uh, talked about all nice. sorts of things. And uh, things are moving along. I got a UPM now. I've been on the phone because I'm producing the thing too. So it's just been sure. nonstop calls. You're responsible. Right? God to, forbid you get sick. Trying to find, shut up, trying to find G&E. Uh, you know, I, I think I found uh, a genie today, Gaffer and Electric. Uh, yeah, Gaffer. Uh, we're, we're continuing to fill out uh, various uh, camera roles. I think they're all, I think our DIT guy got locked in today. So we have a, a big professional crew. Who is your best boy in Canopy Avery? Um, I just hired that, that we've got swing guys, so they can do it all. all right. They can do everything. I'm not a swinger, so. See, jokes on you. It's, it's very good. I've been on the phone a lot with the parents. So far, that's all been good. How are my Dodgers doing? But, uh, okay, let's, uh, so yeah, if you'd like to know more about that or be a part of that, I, I'm not doing like a full, I, it might feel like I'm doing a full hard pitch, pitch, but it's not like groupers. Groupers was like an all out assault. Oh, I could just, I just had, no, 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 no. How dare you? Like I had like, I was announcing like people that gave on this show constantly and like having competitions. Oh, those and are dark days. It was I, not, it was great. They were great days. It was, a lot of people wanted to be involved with the filmmaking process and I gave them the opportunity and they came through and we got to make a movie. Some people want nothing to do with it and you are subjected to it every week on the show. Well, we're giving them um, some free content here. <laughs> Unless you're Patreon, and then okay. you're paying for this content, and you're paying for me to uh, plug something else, which kind of sucks. I get that. I understand that. I can I can feel your pain. Oh, I you're in your hard time. This is exciting. Uh, good luck. I hope everything comes together. It sounds like it's coming together fantastic. Uh, I'm also going to be talking about the Changeling on this here episode, Brian. Oh, yeah. 1980s, the Changeling. On Florence's recommendation. Yeah, on Florence's yeah, right. recommendation. Oh, Florence, why would you do that? Why would you do that, Florence? <laughs> I remember seeing clips of this when I was a child and being very scared of that oh, wicker, no. that wicker. Uh, uh, rolling chair. What are they called? Wheelchair. Wheelchair. Wheelchair, yeah. <laughs> <The rolling> chair. <laughs> Close. You almost said it. 
Uh, but yeah, I'll be talking about 1980s, uh, The Changeling, later tonight. All horror films. I think it might be a, for a, a film vault mm. first. What's that? All horror films. Uh, two weeks from this week, we're going to be doing Better as Horror, which is one of my favorite episodes of the year. Annual. We'll be doing that in Perennial. a couple weeks after I'm on the other side of the short, which is really kind of a full-time job right now and will be for the next couple weeks for me. And what else, Brian? Anything else? We throwing at the fan flexion here? You got anything else? I'm excited. Yeah, we got fan flexion. We got the uh, top five coming up later in the show or in the next episodes. Or do you want to tell people what they can expect from the show next week? Oh yeah, we're gonna change the format up a little bit. <laughs> Why people is that fun? Drop it on like a bomb. What? Just oh. casual. Oh okay. Um, Take two. Here we go. Brian, what's uh, what's what, what's going on with you? Are you doing good? I'm doing okay. Okay, cool. Why? I'm just wondering. I wanted to maybe. Uh, Pass something by you about the show and how we're how we're going to change oh, it. Oh yeah, I like to hear it. I'm in a okay. good space right now. All right. Well, um, you know, it's called the Film Vault. We've been doing it for a long you time. You want to change the title? No, oh. but uh, we've been doing it for a long time. That's true. All this is true. The show is about films. We talk about films every week, mm-hmm. right? New and old. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we we do reviews, right? We call that Indeed. flick fashions, right? Indeed. And then we also do a top five list. Yes. Yes. Of and varying categories. A couple of years ago now, uh, we decided to break that up into two different episodes. Mm-hmm. There is a reason behind it. Uh, mainly, I wanted to get that uh, the Flickfessions out fresher, get them out as soon as possible, right? Okay. However, uh, it, it has been pointed out that it's not good for the health of the show mm. with the way that things work and algorithms and whatnot. Therefore, we are uh, going back to the old big fat show. Ooh, back yes. to the one show era. Back to the one. Now, if you're a Patreon member... This is doesn't concern you because you've always had the big one fat show and that's you get true. that show Wednesday. A lot of time it's in your feed Wednesday morning. Uh, so that's going to stay the same. It's going to be ad free continuing on for anyone at the $5 or, or above level on the old Patreon. If you are not one of those Patreon members, uh, you will now be getting the big fat show, the entire show on Thursdays is when Ooh. it will be released to you. So you'll be getting the top five a day earlier and the Flickfessions one day later. So it's a nice happy medium, but that way uh, we can... We can. We're going off of uh, something that was suggested by uh, people smarter than, than us. Professionals. Yes. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. That's <laughs> a good contribution. I think that's the term. Not yeah. since uh, we should have a live show has ever come through with such an insightful. I still think about that text. I have been right both times. Early in the morning, we You're just not get wrong. not wrong. We just get from Avery like, to the both of us. We should do a live show. <laughs> and Brian just wrote, "Great producing, zero notes." <laughs> <laughs> was I wrong? You were not. No, 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 you were not. Was Avery wrong? He was not wrong. No one was wrong in this scenario. And I was not wrong for laughing. It was very, very funny. All right. Lots of fun. Well, so fun. I'm excited to go back to the uh, one show. I, I never like taking the false break. Uh, it just feels good to get it all done. And it'll be uh, a little, probably just a little longer than it used to be. No, that's absolutely untrue. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's going to be probably a little. Well, I don't know. I don't know how not to flap my gums. And neither do you. So neither does Avery. I think they'll, they'll I be used to putting out two plus hours every night. That was another reason why I did it was because I was told that there's a barrier to entry if you look at a, a file and it's over two hours long. Oh, really? So I'm like, hey, well, what if we do two like hour long episodes? But break who them said up? that? Me, mainly. Because mm-hmm. I look at like Rogan. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to that show. But you do that. I feel like most people like content. The people that like the show, but people that are new to the show will be like, I'm not going to die. I don't have time for the shit that I got in my life already. Right? <laughs> I think it's not listening. Huh? They don't have to listen to the whole thing. Huh. I mean, they can choose to bow out, but chop I mean, it up. chop it up. If they <laughs> four episodes daily pod. I mean, that's the other direction yeah. which we're not going in. So, all right, 
Let's do this. Very little is going to change. Hey, everyone. What, the people what was saying, that? Very little, very is good. little is going to change. Very little is going to change. Yeah. What's good for the goose is good, good for the Well done. From, from what I've heard. I don't even done. think I'm saying that correctly. Fan Fiction by the Mitch Burns. Oh, the the aforementioned. face of horror, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The face of horror. Mitch Burns. Johnny Pomato on Facebook. More films from the New York Film Festival. All right. Oh, that's right. He checked in last week with a mm. whole rundown. Got a man on the street over here. Johnny Pomato. Hitman. A crowd-pleasing return to form for Richard Linklater. I expected yet another riff on the gross point-blank format, but it surprises in wonderful ways. All right. A star-making moment for Glenn Powell. Very handsome man. That was me, not a... Okay. Not, not that was you. That your editorializing. Do not expect too much from the end of the world. Follow-up to Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn oh. is a nearly three-hour trek around Romania... Oh, made no. compelling and hilarious by its unforgettable protagonist. Wait, can it, can you, is that the full I title? I think that's the full or, title. Do the, not expect too much from the end of the world. I like that Looney Tune. Uh, or, or Bad luck bad banging luck or Looney I did board. like, it was tough. The first couple acts were very tough. Like I was actually thinking like, is this person like, did, has, has they had, had, I seriously thought that maybe there was a head injury involved. Okay. And I did, I did believe that because oh, there was so little going on. And then by the end, I was like, this is enthralling, and I love it. Now, it's deci it's divisive, and not everyone feels that way, but uh, the loony porn, I enjoyed. Very uncomfortable. Very. I can tell that is by that the, the title. Is that the one where they're yeah. gathered in the square? Yeah. The, yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah we oh, saw you it together. It? No, we didn't watch it together. Not together. We saw it in the same week. Stop keeping track of when I watch movies. It's creepy. I don't like it. Sorry. You're Maestro. Right. I feel bad. Oh, we saw Maestro. Oh. Talk to us. Bradley Bernie, Cooper. Bernstein's big nose. Gets Brian. so caught up in the making he perceives as an unconventional biopic that it almost feels too nonspecific to make one feel that they've learned much about Leonard Bernstein at all. Bernstein? Stein? Bernstein. Stein? At all. Bernstein. Some very memorable scenes scattered throughout a somewhat disappointing tapestry, but it certainly has its fans. Hmm. And finally... Because, I mean, a lot of people don't know about Bernstein. So if they're not doing, like, some broad strokes to let true. us know about Bernstein, then maybe, like, what he's suggesting is, like, he was so thick into it. He's like, yeah, anyone who knows Bernstein half as well as I do is going to appreciate it. Yeah. So I got to, like, you know, go do the nitty-gritty. Like, this is how he brushed his teeth in the morning. That's what I'm there for. Mm. And finally, just got out of the zone of interest mere minutes ago. Jonathan Glazer might have made this portrait of daily life of a Nazi family just outside of Auschwitz a more cynical and nasty film, but it's chillingly matter-of-fact and positively stunning. I cannot wait. I cannot fucking Can I tell you wait. This? What's good for the goose? Good for the it is. It's true. That is, I, that's a saying I've heard, and I believe it. I tend to believe it. I've heard it so many times, I have no choice but to believe it. <laughs> Only four listeners saw The New Exorcist, and Mitch is oh. the only one who liked it. One host. Mitch. What's the matter with you, Mitch? Oh, you didn't see it? No. Ah, what's the matter with you? No, no interest. It was on my top five, uh, one of also, the only five very, very sick. sequels I was allowed to uh, watch. Was that this week? It was last it was week. It was the day sick. we recorded. Oh, yeah. So you, if you guys were listening yeah, closely so last week. Brian I got paid back yeah. cosmically. Brian was very smug talking about how he got the uh, the new COVID shot as well as the flu, the flu shot. Same day. And he was like, yeah, he was doing all this, pointing to both arms. Same day. Look at me. Double vaxxed. And he's like, no effect. Check me out. Yep, living, er, living life. I was booked on, to do a Lamago with Brian the following day, and his wife, to my uh, concern, to great concern, sent, sent me an early morning text saying, hey, Brian's not doing too well. He's up all night. Once you take it from here. One, now, 1.30 in the morning, uh, the, after I recorded the film of Florence, I woke up with severe flu symptoms, chills, aches, fever, shivering, and uh, 
proceeded to throw up for the first time uh, of many of the, the next 24 hours and really spent all damn day in bed except to get up to pee and throw up mm. yeah, periodically. Mm-hmm. You make it to the, uh, the, the the target every time or? Every, yeah, the couple of times, it was, actually, you know, one of the times I needed a bucket situation, but mm. not to get, well, I don't yeah, know if gross or not, uh, there was many dry heaving oh, okay. uh, instances involved. I don't, many. I can picture that. Mm. I don't, and I don't like I, I can it. hear it. Yeah, so yeah, can it was, I. It was bad. Uh, glasses off, probably. Almost yeah. always, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's just like glasses, the Brian glasses off is like bizarre. Take them off. I think I've only seen Look, it. It's strange. Oh, I think I've only seen it oh. one time. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Brian glasses off one time. And it was shocking. I yeah. think you just got back from physical therapy. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. You got to wear a wig for Halloween. You know that, right? Why? Wig, no to. glasses. Wig, no glasses, and just wander I around. I'm going to. You should do that. That's yeah. your costume. Halloween show. Tessa has assigned me a costume, and it's a Disney character with a big blue wig. I am so sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't go for that shit. Sorry, buddy. I say, no, buddy. Your dreams What's are dashed. Well, hey, he's going to be a Ghostbuster. Again? And I'm going to be... He hasn't been yet. He, like, not what? officially not Halloween really? night. He hasn't been, possible? no. Because he's always something creepy. Like, he was, uh. like... I think he had, like, a little costume, and he went... Uh, <laughs> to, a, to a school, but... No, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to be a Ghostbuster there, right, right there with him. Really? Well, could be Ghostbusters. Well, yes. So when I said I just literally I, I, derived I, I, I lie. I do a lot of lying. <laughs> We're both gonna be Ghostbusters. Yeah. Geo sent him a whole fucking thing. Like he's got the uh he's got the 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 the, the, the proton pack that's yeah. like legit. Oh wow thing weighs like thirty pounds. Gee, uh, yeah, more to him. I'll be wearing I'll be I'll be wearing that most of the night, nice. I'd imagine. Yeah. But yeah, Geo sent us both a full so Geo is mandating and Atticus is uh he's in. It's pretty good. Um, we gotta go right into extras now. No, there's still more. We're not what? done. I just just a quick little preview. I have a, a horrific throw up story uh, uh, from my six year old. It, it was so bad that if the the if our bathroom was detachable, I would have just thrown it away. Oh yeah, Jesus, uh, I have, just released it. I have not had to deal with that in all of my fatherhood until oh. this last weekend. I will be telling those details on the after disaster because there's no place for that here. No, no place. No. None. Gosh, gross. Kyle Dorholt on Facebook, the Exorcist believer. Went in with very low expectations, and it couldn't even meet those. Oh, no. More people saw Totally Killer. Ten reviews. Do we want to guess the FVT score? What is Totally Killer? No it's idea. Ten reviews? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're guessing uh, Exorcist or Total Killer? Total Believer. Well, we don't. We already know the FVT score. Oh, yeah. One that. out of four, right? Yep. Um, I don't even know what this movie is. I Me feel neither. That. Well, I'm going to guess a, 50%. A comedy, comedy horror film. Oh, higher than totally killer. Uh, well, well, it's uh, out of ten, I'm gonna say eight. Out of 10. We're guessing totally killer. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight, eighty percent, eighty-nine. Ooh. Totally killer. Kiernan uh, Kiernan Shipka is great, and the script is really clever at times. But the movie also lived and died with the whole Gen Z kid being horrified by backwards '80s culture joke. Solid overall. Oh my god, it was so offensive in the '80s. What were you guys thinking? Should all be canceled? Something like that. That was my Probably favorite part of the movie. Throughout the whole movie. <laughs> favorite part. Mom, you should be canceled. Joel Hecht. Hecht on Facebook. Mr. Organ. New documentary oh, from the I guy that did this. Tickles. Yes, fairy. He's back. Like that doc. The less you know about, about it, the better. And it also takes uh, what is seemingly a minor event, and there's twists and turns. Is it Mr. Organ? <gasps> Mr. Mr. Organ. Mr. Organ. Mr. Organ. Organ like uh, like liver. Hearts, livers. Oh, I'll tell you about the keyboard. Spleen. My no, boy. No. My boy, Bruce Perky from uh, Cinematics. He just sent me a, a, an email saying, hey, you're going to like this. I'm like, great. I was willing to rent it because it's not playing in the theater near me. And then 
it's not rentable as far as I can tell. Yeah. I say, hey, uh, Bruce, you saw a screener of this because you get screeners over there at uh, Cinematics, which I, uh, I, I co-created, I should tell you. And Bruce just replies, yes. Like, not like, yeah, yeah, uh, here's the person that I got it from. I don't do any of my own, like, you know, digging and like, hey, may I have a screener? Because when, when I do, uh, all the time I have to deal with publicists and whatnot, I don't, yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it. I love it. It's not great. No. Matthew Archidum on Facebook, Flora and Son. Oh, we're seeing that soon, next week. What a fun, heartfelt flick. Although through Zoom, the chemistry between Flora and Jeff was adorable. And then Flora and her son, great representation of teenage angst, meets a mother who would do anything for her son. Controversial take? Uh, need to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt in more roles? Dude's got staying power. All right. And finally, Landano on Facebook, VHS 85 is the best since the first. No, that's Possibly not what I heard. My favorite overall. There's a couple shorts that are connected to each other in clever ways. Also, the director of Sinister and Black Phone has a killer short that includes callbacks to those movies, including super creepy Super 8 murder videos that look like snuff films. Oh. Highly recommend to the guys uh, to watch this, or at least Florence will appreciate it. I was going to say, sure to give it... Uh 11 stars. I have not seen any of the VHS, and I should. I should have seen at least one. They're all anthologies, but I have not seen any. My boys over at Cinematics uh, suggested this one had fewer peaks and fewer valleys than the others, so it was just more like a straight line through. I saw two horror movies. Did you? I yeah, saw I three, did. so I got you beat. How about that? I saw X. Uh-huh. And I saw Malignant. Oh, you saw the Malignant! <laughs> Fuck the ass. Malignant. Fun rides. Yeah. yeah very Enjoyable. Fun rides. Both? So have you, I enjoyed both quite a bit. Have huh. you not seen Pearl? No, not yet. Oh, I liked Pearl more than X. Not more than. Yes. Oh, I was thinking he meant Saw X. No, no, oh, no, no. X. X. Like the, uh, Kid so Cuddy, the, the Texas the Chainsaw. Wait, kinda. I thought you were talking about the Vin Diesel Triple X. No? No, no, no. no, no. no. I was talking Fast X, actually. There's too many X's out there. Uh, fast off, X. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Okay. So, so Fast X now streaming on the Prequel. No, the, the sequel, mm -hmm. to, sequel to Pearl. Well, it is the standalone film. <laughs> yes. Right, you get to go back and watch Pearl. Contrived way to I know <laughs> it was kind of cool though because it got me. I had no idea, and, and I was watching X in the theater, and then they had a trailer at the end, which is where trailers used to be back yeah. in the olden days. That's why they're called trailers. That the commercials for movies will come on after the feature picture, and show you what's coming up next week at the pictures at uh, cinema. And they did that in real time, and That's they got everybody. Great. No one because they, they kept it under wraps that they had already shot Pearl. Pretty good stuff. That is good. Yeah. I'm so excited Pearl, for Pearl. I like them both, but the Pearl's a little better. We're not doing this, Brian. We're not gonna. We're not gonna go back and talk about X versus Pearl right uh, now. Apparently, we're going to next week. So uh, I, I won't do it. Just so now, but Brian gave away things about Malignant right at the start. What? Uh, no, no, How no. How could I? No, it's different. It's, oh no! It's, it was the vignant. He was the vignant. He was the vignant. He was the victim. Victim in this, yeah. yeah. Ah, oh. It was apparently for me. So he read on on no, Twitter. No, it was a uh, podcast. A pod. He heard on a podcast of a uh, former guest of the show, which you will not tell me who it was. Uh, talked about it, which it's just why would you do that? That's a shitty thing to do. Yeah, real shitty. Yeah. Hey, uh, this week it was still shocking. Before and we enjoyable get, and enjoyable. And yeah, we still we still I got to discover new. Th I got to rediscover things because I hadn't seen it in like a year, so I had forgotten some things. I'm like, oh yeah, this is even more clever than my memory served. Really enjoyed. It was so much fun. Because like, the first half of the movie, it's just like, what am I doing? Why do people like this? Why am I watching this? Yeah, the acting felt stiff for the first. I thought it might have been a. Like, is this bad? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. bad too. And then it gets like, good, and then you're confused. <laughs> I'm like clever enough, then they're 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 yeah. clicking, ticking all the right boxes yeah, the for first me. First hour or act or two is is underwhelming, <sighs> and then kicks in high gear. The husband's pretty sweet in. though. Derek had a lot of good points here. <laughs> this is the guy who doesn't show up when the ladies are on. <laughs> 
All right, uh, we're going to be watching for Tam Smith. Speaking of the ladies, one of my favorites is Tam Smith, and she is having us watch Flora and Son, uh, directed by John Carney, who yeah, uh, mentioned, who makes movies that Brian likes, such as Once and Sing Street. Uh, he also did On Too the Edge nice. and Begin Again. So we will be watching Flora and Son. It's on Apple TV. A little bit yes, late Apple to TV that plus. one, but we'll be watching watching that. All right, let's get. Did this woman in the uh, poster has a skin condition? Okay, right. Let's uh, let's get to the movies that uh, we saw this week. What did you see, Brebra? It's none of your business. We should start with uh, with The Exorcist. Did you see anything worthwhile? Yep. I saw some fun stuff. What did, what did you see, Brian? I'm gonna catch up on a couple of movies. <laughs> I did see. Uh, oh, a movie I thought we were talking about together. Maybe you have notes on it. Maybe you don't. I saw the new Wes Anderson project. No. What, no? I have not seen. You've not seen? Because everyone's telling me if you hate Wes, you're not going to like this. I don't. And I'm like, I hate right, Wes, but I love Washington. Let's talk about it then. Well, I feel like no, no, no. I'll talk Big Sexy. We'll get that out of the way because we got to lead with the, with the Big Sexy. There's a movie out in theaters right now called The Exorcist. The Fool That I Am had this as one of the five movies that is a sequel, prequel, or reboot that I allow would allow myself to watch. <laughs> Did you really believe I, this is going to be good? Yeah, why, I was a why? believer because- because uh, it's in the title. David Gordon Green is the director. Mm -hmm. I liked him as a director. Uh, he's made some films that I've really enjoyed. He's made some movies that I haven't absolutely loved. George Washington, his very first movie out the gate, I really, really enjoyed that. That was a, a work of art. Uh, I really enjoyed that uh, Prince Avalanche, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what are some of the... God, let's, let's, let's look him up because there's, uh, there's many movies that David... He's kind of become a, a bit of a hired hand. Uh, you did know, he David, do the new Halloweens? He did the new Halloweens, which I, I did not watch. Uh, Joe, he did Joe, which we uh, we we enjoyed that Joe. Uh, what is Joe? He was also an executive producer on Telemarketers. This guy's got taste. What is Joe? It's with um, Nicolas Cage. It was, it was a lot like Mud, but it was uh, with Nicolas Cage instead. It even had Tyler Sheridan, I believe. T T Taylor Sheridan. My mm. God, come on, Cowan. Come on, Cowan. Hold on, give me a second. What's that? What's his name? What's his name? Ty Sheridan. I was close. Taylor Sheridan's the writer, of course. That's true. So David Gordon Green. Ty Sheridan, the actor. Uh. Prince Avalanche, though I, I really enjoy that. That's with Paul Rudd and uh, Emil Hirsch. I, I enjoyed that uh, that Prince Avalanche quite a bit. Uh, he also directed uh, an episode of The Righteous Gemstones. I like this guy's. I like the, I like the cut of his jib. However, I don't know what was going on here with the old uh, Exorcist being re flawed a jib re, to be. To, to, so, okay, here's, 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 here's what got me excited earlier in the year, right? The man, uh, the, the, the premise is this, like the exorcist, this, let's forget everything you know about the things that came after the exorcist. This is supposed to be like a direct sequel from, uh, the, the original freaking Blatty, uh, project that everyone knows from 1973. Sure. And, uh, we're even bringing Ellen Burstyn back and, it's David Gordon Green, and I'm thinking, all right, you know, there's some some passions behind this. So they action. haven't made a direct sequel yet. They have. They they did Exorcist Two, The Heretic, I guess, which uh, involves the locusts, or maybe that's the third one. There are a couple sequels, but you know when they when they do that thing where they're like, all right, forget those. Those oh, are very yeah, good. We're like gonna do reset. it right. We're gonna come yeah. back and do a reset. There's a lot of red flags, but I'm like, David Gordon Green. I've already said, oh, Snow Angels. He did fucking Snow Angels. With Man, Pine Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express, I was going to say. Uh, but then he did the sitter as well as your highness. You know, mm. he's, he's, he's up and down. But I was thinking, all right, I gave it a chance. I was excited. 
Ellen, bring in Ellen Burstyn back. I don't know for whatever reason that gave me false hope. Here's the situation. It opens up in like Haiti, right? Because the original opened up like over in the in Middle the East. Middle East, yeah. Speaking of which, I can't even fucking fathom what's going on over there. Anyways. Uh, so this one opens up in Haiti with a lot of like, okay, what's, I see it's a young couple. Um, and then she gets, well, like, in dark she meets some kind of shaman. Like she's just, you know, doing the touristy thing and she's very pregnant and uh, she gets like her feet spit on by a shaman. And I think that that's supposed to relate to what happens later with, with the bad pregnancy mm. and, uh, it takes forever to get going. And then there's these two young girls that are friends. It's, I, I, we flash forward 13 years and now the the girl who she was pregnant with is now 13 years old. Where's your camera? It's right here. It's, it's oh, you're going off your actual yeah. laptop. Why does right. it matter? Because you usually have the whole camera rig set up right here. Because he's, he's the tech guy. I'm glad you're listening to yeah. my review. All right. So it's it's killing me. And then uh, two girls go out in the uh, the woods and they do some kind of little seance because she wants to talk to one of them, wants to talk to her, her dead mom. And then the girls go missing, and then there's like a manhunt. And like this is this is the Exorcist so far. And I'm like getting no vibes of the original Exorcist, which I thought they were gonna be paying homage to at least. And then the possessions begin, right? Sure. Once they find the girls, and it's like okay, there's some possessions. And then Ellen Burstyn shows up. And this movie's really strange because usually for me, the second act is not like a lot of the time. Well, even movies I like, the second act kind of drags because it's just kind of treading water and. A lot of times just throwing scenes in just so they can make it into a feature. It feels like this one I really enjoyed the second act, especially Ellen Burstyn coming in. She was talking about Reagan and it felt like a real movie and it started to get going and we started, you know, they didn't even do like, daughter. they didn't even, yeah, Reagan, her daughter from the original, they even started doing the, uh, the score, which was a little bit douchey, but I, it, and then the movie like falls off a fucking click, a cliff in one instance. And mm-hmm. I can't really talk about it without giving things talk away. And then the movie uh, for the rest of it is just two girls being possessed kind of Reagan style, but we've already seen it done so much better 40, 50 years ago, 50 years ago. But there's two. It didn't, the double (laughs) experiment, demon gum. I hate when they do that. Didn't add anything. All right, you know in the original where like, obviously, I I can't believe they actually did it to begin with, where she's doing naughty things with the old uh, crucifix over there, right? Sure iconic yeah and she's like suggesting that jesus should have his way with her and it's and she's like a very young girl it's it's unbelievable that they made yeah. that movie and it's unbelievable that that's still out there especially with the puritan ways and just how inappropriate it is but it was trying to you know the fact that the, the vatican do, loves this movie is fucking bizarre we because, not do top five movies that would be maybe canceled today yeah that's the movie that be canceled today well they wanted to do some kind of uh penetration with the old crucifix right. but they did it in a in a, a very lazy like would be shocking way involving eyes and the the one character that I actually cared about and it's just it just went left hard and never re- never came close to recovering fuck this movie very hard i did not care for it at all i wasted my time and it's Everybody upsetting like the film it's a waste of it's a waste of energy and i'm not sure what anyone was thinking that was a a part of this i just got my ticket just don't you feel stupid now yeah did not care for it that, that, that I can say. Is I thought it would be better. Is it at least short? Uh, no, I think it's like two hours. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Hour 44, maybe. <laughs> Hour 51. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, will uh-huh. this be nominated for any awards? No, 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 nothing. There's nothing redeeming here. Any Vaulties uh, buzz? Any no, You know what? Actually, let me let me refer to my notes for one moment here. 
I think there was. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh wait, I loved it. <laughs> I forgot. I wrote dear, it down dear, here. This might be my favorite. Future Anderson, you love this film. A lot of like just heavy-handed shit, like you know, with uh, Ed- Edgar Allan Poe with uh, the Raven poems say. being read. I, mean, I, I, I understand. I've whiffed on plenty of films. What made you think this would be good? Like Ellen Burstyn being involved was the biggest like um, went, cash grab yeah. ever. Well, I don't know. If, just the fact that she'd be willing to, like, I Parks, thought maybe she signed off on the script. probably in two scenes, she makes a million bucks. Yeah, I don't know about that. Listen, there is still promise. There was, I, I, when it started to turn a corner at the second act, and they're looking for the girls, and then there's a scene where they find the girls, and the way it was done was very artfully done, and there was, there was precision, and uh, like there's no need for, okay, here's how it happens. They're on a farm, right? And there's like, a, I think it's a young like teenage boy who's tending to like a horse that's been injured, who's laying on the ground. Why? Set that whole scenario up. Like, right. that's kind of interesting. And then uh, he needs to go get help. And we follow the boy running from this injured horse that they had to bring out, like, an animal trainer to have this horse laying down in this field. It's overcast. It's beautiful. Like, there's attention to detail there. Like, why go all that? Okay. To the, and then we follow the boy who's running to the farm to get help for the horse. And then he finds uh, the girls, like, in one of the stalls. That's how they do the reveal of the girl. The girls. I'm like, you know what? Okay, now we're on to something. Now we're going somewhere. This now is the going, kind of attention. Now we're detail. galloping. Like, and then uh, there's like about 20 minutes of really interesting filmmaking and storytelling, and then it uh, it, it stabs off the uh, the deep end. Oh dear! Terrible. And I'm very mad at myself for uh, giving myself a pass on this. Like, uh, it was a yeah. hall pass. This is to this, see a, this is a mistake. A sequel. Yeah. I'll not be seeing. I'll not be seeing this. Oh, I'm gonna be. Uh, we're catching up. So I'll oh, be, this will be the watch. I'm gonna. I uh, know. I'm gonna uh, assign it to you. Very oh, soon. great. Yeah. Okay. Just Good. in time for Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Christmas Eve. Yeah, a holiday gorgeous. watch along, yeah. That'd be like the ultimate. Like if you lose so bad, you get to assign your co-host a movie they have to watch with their family on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Wow. That might be the worst possible option yeah, yeah. for and, releases this year. And you have to prove it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that should be a, a real penalty. We're not doing that. I don't, I don't care for that. I don't have a film list to assign you. All right. What did, what did you watch? What did I watch? You didn't see the Wes Anderson thing? I thought we went through this. No, I did okay. not. Any, any, is, it, is it good? The Wonderful Story of Henry... Henry. Henry Sugar. Harry. It tw- no, it's Henry. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Really? I really look at my notes. Uh, it's a 2023 <laughs> film, question mark, directed by Wes Anderson, uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Ben Kingsley, Rafe Fiennes, Rafe. and Dev Patel. Patel. That's almost in the entirety of the cast. It's very limited storytelling. So, right, right. Tell, tell me this off the top. My uh, roommates drove 40 minutes out to see this in the, in a theater in Malibu. Ooh, was that a good decision? It's like 32 minutes. Yeah, was that a good decision? No. No, no, definitely not. Did your roommates find it to be a good decision? Did they come back feeling fulfilled? They they love it. Uh-huh. Really? They enjoy they it. I, I don't get it. What do you pay for that? I didn't even investigate. Yeah. I was too disgusted. 95% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is on, on, it's on Netflix. Um, I was confused. Avery, do you know if this is part of a larger anthology I was I was told I don't know I thought he made why didn't you read like more? three I tried, I, tried. <laughs> I thought he made like he's on contract isn't he for like three short films for Netflix or something okay. like that but this is as this stands the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is a standalone it's not like part of a series or an anthology or anything not that I'm as aware. of right now the release do you know I don't fucking know because I didn't watch it and I'm not covering it <laughs> So I'm not, like, imagine me just like taking time out of my day to read about Wes Anderson. Imagine that. Or you grilling him on Exorcist Believer. Yeah. Oh, wait. I didn't I, do that. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Here, 
<laughs> I'm like, did I do that? Because I, I wouldn't be shocked if I did that. But I had to go back. No, I didn't do that. 10 minutes Here's ago. what's good about it. The runtime. It's only 39 minutes That's long. nice. We always like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, the set design uh, is magnificent. You the think film, so? This exists to, to show off this set design. So what this is, is this is effectively a play. Uh, it's a reading of a... Of a it's, it's a reading, a dramatic reading almost, of a Roald Dahl uh, short story. Ronald Dahl. Roald, Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Dahl. So Ronald missing the end. Uh, Roald Dahl. And uh, these guys are acting out the story, but also... Here's the annoying part. They are, they are speaking to the camera as though they are reading the diet, like reading the text. Wait, is Corky? You're gonna find it hard to believe. Wait There's a minute. Quirk. There's some quirk here. Hmm. That said, if you are to force feed yourself some Wes Anderson, this is probably the most palatable option because it doesn't like with. Mm, with like the asteroid city, that was like a half baked idea stretched over like a hundred minutes. I, I couldn't do it after a while. This is a half baked idea squeezed in thirty nine minutes, and you know what? It's, it's, it goes down. Is it too late though? Because I've already been conditioned to. Not, I know. And I've been saying for for years, like I think Wes Anderson would work in in smaller doses. Like if we had like shorts from him. Yes. To answer your question, and, after a very very minimal. Minimal research. It's all I ask you to do. Uh, I can tell you that uh, he's got another one called The Swan coming up, uh, which is also a short, as well as The Rat Catcher, uh, which the woman who directed, we need to talk about Kevin, already made a feature-length film called The Rat Catcher. Oh, that's true. What's going on here? Mm. And then Poison is, is the fourth and final short that uh, those have not making. come out yet. They have not come okay. out yet. I don't um, think there's a world where this is Oscar eligible. I mean, for like set design, because it is magnificent. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see this up for best short film. Um, I don't make it a habit to watch all the short films, so I can't compare it, obviously. That said, uh, you're not going to waste your time. This is not something I'm going to grab people by, by the lapels Lapel, and say, you, say you, must see, you must see the latest Wes Anderson effort. But this is the most I've enjoyed Wes Anderson since, fantastic. dare I say, Fantastic Mr. Fox. You know what they're going to do, I bet, before the year is over? They're going to put, string all these together yeah. and, and, and put them so that your your roommates can go watch them in the theater again as oh, one. Oh, I don't doubt it. And then it'll probably be up for Best Picture as oh, a feature. As an anthology. Hmm. Like Wild Tales. That's it. There's, there's too much quirk. There's too much quirk right off the bat. Like, I don't need fucking Dev Patel to be reading a story to me First person to camera, you know what I mean? But like, that's what the, that's what he does. That's the West vibe, and a lot of people right, but, respond to the West. But vibe. it's overly quirky. Here's what I'm saying: it is as though I'm delivering dialogue to you that says, "And then I went to, and then I went to the mountain, and I met the man who lived there. What are you doing here?" I said. He said, "I'm." You know what I mean? It's that third person removed where you're literally reading and saying, "I said," "He said," as dialogue. You, see, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You are. You're not. Delivering I, the lines. I understood. Like, you're not delivering the lines just by themselves. You, the context is you are delivering this prose to me. Right. It's it's annoying. It's, frankly, it's tiresome and unnecessary. <laughs> why, why? Why? Why does that be it's done? The, it's the Wes Anderson cork. I, I think people find it whimsical. I, yes, it's a stylistic choice. You go on the poster. It's, frankly, it's tiresome. It's purely a stylistic <laughs> choice. And why? Why? Why do it? Unnecessary. I mean, I mean the, the the four three aspect or whatever. I don't even know if that's four three. I, I think it's uh, probably uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, Academy mm. uh, aspect ratio, which they used to have. You know, using the old phones. I mean, the old phones, the old uh, cameras. I I don't know if I have time. 
The other ones that are coming out, the Swan, the Ratcatcher, and the other one are seven. Poison are seventeen minutes each. But I don't, there's the just so much one? good stuff that we don't watch. Why, you know, if we know we don't respond to this, why don't we just leave it, leave it alone? I didn't see Asteroid City for the exact same reason. That's Ryan. right. I was all myself. That's right. We're not smart enough to understand his his glory. I think we've established that. Everyone who yeah. loves him, they're smarter than we are, and we just got to move on. That said, there's some good stuff here. Oh, I just pissed off some more people. I'm not being glib. I'm being serious. I really think that we're more <laughs> mental. I mean, Brian is. He's got a tumor. For sure. And I oh, I enjoy it. I've done a yeah. lot of drug, drugs and, and, and drinking. So if I if Brian didn't get his brain tumor, and I'm, I'm not making light of your it brain tumor like nor Wes Anderson event. Or if I didn't drink and, and do the stuff that I did, I, I might be able to appreciate. But uh, chances are I wouldn't because I don't yeah, think that's the problem. I think yeah, <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I can't. All right, let's take a quick break. And give it a soft endorsement. Yeah, soft. Yeah, it's it's it, the, the, there's some good filmmaking. What I heard is the best part is that it's short, right? That is the best. That part. is that. That's what I heard. Was like I Not like the it. set design of the highlights. Yeah, and I could take it in a small smaller package. The quote of the poster for me says, "Boy, does this look good!" And boy, is it short. Worth your short period of time. Totally worth your... Worth half your time. <laughs> worth half your time. <laughs> Don't try to Malibu for this. <laughs> well, it depends. What if they live in Malibu? Okay. That's true. Uh, Malibu's the only place? Oh, my God, that crowd. What, yeah. a, what are you driving into over there? I wasn't. It wasn't playing at Silver Lake? It's no. Silver Lake. Mm, interesting. Dubious. Dubious. Okay. All right, guys. Coming up next, uh, more Flick Fashions after this. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. Welcome back. All right, if you if you never listen to this program, uh, <laughs> you might think that we just hate movies uh, after listening <laughs> to this episode. Because so far nothing's uh, been like action malignant though. Oh no, we got the listener assignment. I know because we're now we're moving on to Skinamarink, which is not going to be a kind review. I talked to Andrew Potts, and uh, it was actually a very nice conversation, like as it normally is when I talk to the listener who assigned us the movie and. I let him off the, the hook to a degree. I said, you know, I know you, Andrew. I, I know you're not the type that would like this movie just because you feel like you have to. Uh, and I know that it was it was touching a nerve and connecting with a lot mm. of people. And it was played in the theaters for quite some time. And I think that's part of the problem with us watching it at home. I think to get the full skin of Marink the experience, experience. Yeah, I think mm. you had to kind of just relinquish yourself, acquiesce to the film, which I don't know if I would have been able to do anyways for other reasons, but Brian, why don't you kick it off and then we'll we'll give the full review of Skinamarink. Skinamarink is assigned to us by Andrew Potts, like you said. Uh, 2023 film, written and directed by Kyle Edward Bell. Um, I'm not going to let bother listening to the cast, that's absurd. Um, it's two kids. Oh, I didn't write the Ron Samantha score. I feel terrible. Was it in the 90s? Uh, 70s, I think. No, really? I thought it was higher than that. Why don't you, why doesn't, uh, Avery, in between innings, why don't you look it up? This is being billed as a horror Skinamarink? film. Skinamarink? Skinamarink, yeah, for IMD. Uh, this being, is being billed as a horror film? Anderson, were you terrified at any point? Not, not. By, by, by the images. Now, screen. we got it, we got a uh, fan fiction probably about a month or so ago, and, and it was Skinamarink, and it was mm -hmm. like, there's nothing scary about this movie, but I'm terrified. Something along those lines. Okay. Or maybe it was like, I'm not scared at all, but something about Skinamarink is terrifying. Something along those lines. I, I talked to Andrew quite a bit about. Oh, that's nice. We got to stop doing the show in your in your garage. I've I mean, got an update your, on the scores kitchen. if we want to uh, uh, get those. Rotten Tomatoes scores. Yeah, I got RT and IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, mm -hmm. one thirty one reviews, seventy two percent. But IMDb. Oh my God. Why is it so important four, that Amazon 4 .9. let everyone know? I mean, you can't you hear and see that we see you and you're <laughs> right fucking there? I don't understand. What was with all the yeah, ringing and the knocking? My, my, my I understand. She, she probably heard everything. But I mean, open. why? Not since you since called my babysitter super attractive. <laughs> have seen you her. seen her since? We have not seen her she since. She ghosted us. <laughs> Did she really? She's been around. Yeah? Just not scheduled for us? Yeah, to... she doesn't like to see me. You know what I mean? Like, she kind of sneaks in. <laughs> because of everything yeah. that was... <laughs> Does she babysit 30-year-old men? <laughs> Not that I know of, but that, you know, she's available. A while ago, Brian's a new babysitter was leaving, and then we started talking about her, and then she, we noticed that she was like back within earshot when we weren't saying anything like super lascivious or like no. locker room. It was just like about people being attractive. It was some, something you people wouldn't want. People being attractive. It was something along In those lines. In the abstract. Right. You were talking about somebody else who was attractive who used to like hang around, right? Did I? Yeah, that, that was what it was. It wasn't no, I think it was directly about her. I think it was directly I don't about think her. it was. No, because it was something about you were trying to give him shit or go, oh, Christy's pretty cool. She's letting her. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah like no, your wife a, is very cool. Uh, it was explicitly. Mm. 
That chick's hot. Your we wife's didn't see that. Our window's open. It wasn't like, get it, Brian, get it. <coughs> that was all fair. I'm sorry. Back to Skinnamarink. <clears throat> oh, boy. Skinnamarink. Your wife just slammed the door. Yes, right. I love you, so maybe we've made this I think a problem we're now. papers as we speak. 72% of Rotten Tomatoes. I just looked that up. Uh, no, yes. Avery did. That's right. Why to blow my blow my cover? Uh, Skinnamarink is Leviathan-esque. Right, like well, okay. Here's that, here's a here's a no. It's not Leviathan because Leviathan's an actual documentary that oh, it just oh, kind it's of just in the style. In, in the in well, the let me, it, back to my wife. Let me set this up. Back I'm to watching what? this film. Back to my wife. wife. Back to my wife. Let All me right. set this up. I'm watching this film, and she goes, "Oh, what are you watching?" I'm like, "Well, it's called Cinema Skin and Rink. She goes, "What's it about?" I've never had such a hard question asked no, it's of me. Kind of easy in my life. It's about no. Skin and Marinks. It's two little kids walking around their house trying to find their parents. That's all it is. It's little You're kids. Right. I guess they can boil it down to what, what the vibe they're going for. So what it is, you don't ever see faces. You just, <laughs> it's just the follow up question is, do they ever find them? It's just all sorts of like noisy. Imagine like uh, if, if you're if you're no film or I, I, you know you on your on your camera there. You put the ISO to like as high as it can go and shoot in the dark, and you just have all of this noise, right? Which they put in all in post as well, which is right. kind of cheating. But and there were a few jump scares with the sounds and the screeches. Yeah, and- which were cheap. They didn't really earn them, I don't think. Uh, but seeing this in the big screen. I, I think you would you'd have a better chance of being, but I'm also one of those. Okay, so here's why I didn't. This is this is all of the worst parts of Blair Witch for me. Mm. Like all of like the most boring parts where nothing's happening. Uh, the vibe they're going for though is like that feeling you get when you're a little kid and you wake up in the middle of the night and you need to go like find mom sure. or dad or something because you just had a nightmare. Now there were a couple times I was accessing like, oh my god, I haven't had this feeling since I was like in the you know 80s as there a little kid. There is an eeriness. I will give it up and say the film is eerie at some point. And the way it looked, and I guess it was supposed to be like mid 90s ish, which uh, yeah, I got, I got, I would have pegged it early 90s. Andrew pointed that out. I thought. I thought it looked period at first, but then I'm like, something drew me to like realize that it wasn't, but it was kind of, if I was, they went a great length. So they could see the old TV, the old tube TV, the barely see phone, anything. You, know what I mean? you got the cartoon going on, but then they would do things that were supposed to be creepy and just, you know, creating stories and making, you know, some doing production and going to films. Like I just, I could just see the filmmakers fingerprints all over this. I was never once. You feel very manipulated at all. And like, I'm like, Oh look, the filmmaker's trying to be creepy again. That's probably even the filmmaker actually being the demon voice. That's talking to the little kid. Sure enough. Like it was the director doing that. So there was just, I'm also like the, the douchey guy that can't get, um, (laughs) hypnotized. I, I can never like let go enough. Now if I ate some mushrooms, right. And or maybe you know, did something that like sure. got me out of my head a little bit and just turned off all the lights. I could maybe have a really odd experience with this movie. I could not at all. Last yeah, week. this is not a movie to see sober at home. Thirty minutes in, I turned on the subtitles just because I was trying to get something. I tried to add. I was trying to add something, something. to hang your hat on because they'll just be like really long static shots on the floor of like Legos, and then some of the Legos are, will move a little bit. Like somebody will throw some Legos into the screen. And you hear a cartoon in the background, and the, like in like a creepy old nineteen forties, you know Betty Boop. Yeah, and they used he used all of that because it was public domain. Right. So, and like Andrew Potts was telling me, that was fifteen thousand dollars was the budget. I saw that. I don't know where the fuck that money went. I well, mean, you gotta, Mike and you gotta buy the film. It wasn't film; it was digital. You gotta buy the 
the, the equipment. You need craft services. You already have like a, a camera that can shoot. You have a camera right now that can shoot these images. You got to spend a little bit of money in post, I guess, to get it with all that noise. But if you had the wherewithal, you could spend a couple hours trying to make it look like that on Premiere Pro. Mm. He used his parents' house. I don't know where $15,000 went. This might be a lot some, of his nose. Maybe we should look into this a little bit. Now, there was a shot of a chair on a ceiling, which was by far and away the most interesting shot of the whole movie. At some point, things start appearing on the walls that shouldn't be on the walls. Things start appearing on the ceilings that shouldn't be on the ceilings. But that kind of ends there. Yeah. And, and, then and by the way, everything you said about Blair Witch is correct, except I feel like I should uh, fine-tune that and say, whereas in Blair Witch, the camera is herky-jerky handheld. I'd time. say the worst parts of Blair Witch, because there are shots that are locked down. There's just really, what are we looking at right oh, now? Oh, sure. You know I'm saying I mean? to someone who might be uh, casually listening, that this is, the camera does not move much. No, it's mostly all yeah. static, and some, every now and again it'll tilt up. Yeah, a few tilts over. and pans. Did you get into... Uh, did these filmmakers get their start on YouTube as well? Yeah. Just like, okay. They had a YouTube channel that got some traction and then they used Seed and Spark, which is what I use for groupers to raise money. And uh, I don't know who decided it was a good idea to put it in theaters, but it was a good, it was a good idea because people showed up and it was doing pretty well there in the theaters with um, horror fans. And I think that, mm. that has something to do with it, but is it scare? I don't I understand I why a horror fan to be enjoyed this. If, if, if it was like an installment in like a, like a, a horror like house, you know, like a horror experience or something oh, yeah, okay. and you're just walk in and it was like, you hear these little kids voices maybe and see some of the images with the cartoon music going and it was the like ceiling, on all four uh, walls tables on the ceiling. and it was like maybe a table. On the on the ceiling. It, it would be a weird vibe because a couple of times I'm like this, I, I haven't thought of that feeling that I've had since I was like, seven or eight years old where I'd wake up kind of cold in a with a nightmare and I'd have to get out of bed and it'd be really scary walking through my house trying to get to my parents' house. Like I mean my parents' room. Like I I hadn't had that feeling and it did. It did hit me on that level for like brief moments. If I had that throughout I would have loved this movie. But speaking of Wes Anderson not being smart enough to enjoy or appreciate I get this that feeling about film. We're not like we're this. not smart enough to appreciate yeah, like Wes I'm missing something. There's some film theory that I'm not appreciating correctly. Well, I mean, the 572 days, like, what was that? At one point towards the end of the movie, it just says 572 days. Like, what? I, I'm not sure, and I don't, I don't know if the filmmaker got... What I did read for the filmmaker was a lot of, like, you know, it's what the... Uh, I like that, you know, it was a happy little accident that if you stare at the noise uh, enough, like the uh, the static imagery, like the the, the degradation, de degradation of the uh, the film, like, you start to, like, your eyes play tricks on you, and you start to see things in there that aren't, that I didn't put there. And then he went on and on. Well, there is one shot where there is a woman standing there, and I'm the only person who knows it. Maybe the DP knows it, and he goes on and on about that. So I would, well, I wouldn't put it past him to put 572 days in text on the screen, which he did for no fucking reason other than just to kind of mind fuck you. I can't see that. And also, speaking of which, speaking of what you said earlier, which is seeing the filmmakers' fingerprints all over it, like the decision to make it um, both grainy and video quality. But as an after effect, because it's widescreen, like it's very obviously shot, you know, digital video or film or whatever. Modern day technology. But it, like, yeah. it should have gone the whole way and made it like four three, right? Four three, and if they actually got that technology, I think that's part of what I was I was um, tapping into was like we had like a, a, a very antiquated now antiquated, but at the time it was kind of state of the art like video. Uh, system with the the VHS tape goes on the side, yeah. and it was one of those ones where you put it on sticks, you put it like on on tripod, and then the image would get burned in. So like 
we have Christmas video where it's of the Christmas tree and we're around there and they, you see like one of the kids walks away, but they're, they're still, still there. there. They're yeah. yeah. They're still away. I think that's what I was actually okay. tapping into was cause it looked a lot like my home videos. If they went out and got that kind of system, that would have been a little more interesting. Like, like the Eggers brothers did with the, uh, with Lighthouse. They went out and actually got those Lumiere cameras from way back when and oh. shot it with that technology from way back then. That would have been maybe also, and final, my final thing on Skin Marink is there is a world where I, I kind of love this, and it's like a 15-minute short from like the 70s or 80s that's been buried, and I found it, and there was some creepy. If you squeeze all the creepiness into that like 15 right. minutes, and you're not even sure, it's like a mystery, like where, what, who shot this, what is this, that kind of thing. I would love it, I think, or appreciate it a lot more than I did. Yeah, it's a tough watch. Hour and 40-something minutes, too. Jesus. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot to not see. A couple minorly creepy things with the parents and the mom sitting there and you couldn't really tell. But I mean, ultimately you're waiting for a payoff and I think it was kind of ballsy to not have one. <laughs> That's right. Maybe it's, a, that is, it's experimental filmmaking in that respect. But even like there's a, a shot where he's either the boy or the girl's looking under the under the bed and it just stays there for impossible. And you're, and you're praying for something to happen. You're prepared for a jump scare yep. because that's what it's setting up. And I, But I wasn't even like white knuckling that which i normally do because i'm a real pab when it comes to like horror films i don't do well with the jump scares and i i wasn't i was just like okay what are they going to throw in here is it going to be digital is it going to be real and it'll be nothing which i kind of appreciated <laughs> but if i was high watching this thing in the theater i in i you know yeah. yeah, there's there's a there's a way to enjoy this unfortunately sitting at home watching it you know is not Peak skin marink. It's important that we saw it, though. I think it's one of those movies that kind of broke free and shouldn't have. Yeah. It was an, an outlier for sure, much like um, Sound of Freedom, which is another movie we have to catch up with for the years over. Those are maybe two of the, the biggest surprise hits. When the f when can I see that? <coughs> I don't know. I was talking to someone who uh, has some insight on Sound of Freedom. The 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 papers basically the contracts weren't written up well and there's a lot of dispute over who owns the film yeah well and now that it's a success they're like well, i want the money from the well disney now. owned it right but then they, they let did it go at one point that i go yeah and then but those let go papers those alienation papers aren't written I think up it was to... the problem with the with the director or director producer who sold it to whatever features angel features the release did yeah. now there's some dispute over ownership streaming rights interesting interesting all right uh, what else you got, Bray? I don't know what else you got. You got something in the... I have one final movie. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because mm -hmm. I didn't uh, particularly love it. A whole lot of nothing going on. A whole lot of... The Changeling. Uh, 19, oh, yes. 1980. It is streaming uh, various places. I was able to see this uh, on one of the streaming platforms directed by Peter Medic, who I like some of his other work. Uh, Peter Medic, uh, he directed... Um, the craze, which I which I enjoyed, if you recall, the craze, which they remade with Legends with Tom Hardy playing the, the crazy uh, yeah the craze like uh, the 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 Cray brothers right. He also made some other things that I think. Of. Oh, he did the Hannibal liked, TV you, series. Yeah, you liked uh, the uh, Hardy playing two roles. I enjoyed the last aspects of that film for sure. Uh, the fight in the bar is great. He he directed some Breaking Bad. He also did. Uh, Hannibal, the TV series, which uh, a lot of us really liked. He did a couple of episodes on that. Anyways, here we go with the Changeling. He, he's an older fellow, as you might imagine. Uh, Peter Medic. Is he still with us? Peter Medic. George since 1980. Peter Medic is still around. Uh, this movie, so I thought that there was a whole lot more uh, graphic 
imagery and, and it's funny because this is a movie that used to come on and we'd see the poster and it would come on like Showtime or HBO when we were kids and we'd dare each other to like watch as much and we'd get really scared and, and stuff would happen up in the attic. The story is is this uh, George C. Scott, he's, a, he's a, a loving father and he loses his wife and daughter to a oh. uh, horrific truck accident that happens right outside a uh, payphone early in the movie on the street. And then it's uh, a few years later and he takes a job uh, as he's a, a pianist and uh, uh, a composer. <laughs> Right. Avery, please. Avery. And he's a, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call those people that teach you in college? A professor. Oh, okay. He's a professor, Brian. And he- you Didn't give me a chance to answer. He, <laughs> he's, at first he's in this like little like apartment for whatever reason, and it's, it's not really that well explained, but then well, they, they move lost him, his family. They move him to like a big giant mansion that has like a history. And there's like all this like lead up and ex explanation as to, you know, what, what there's like, there's stories being like, hidden in there, and like I don't, he's in there by himself, and then weird things start happening. He starts hearing the noises, and you got to think like this is after The Exorcist, and it's similar to The Exorcist, but not nearly as hor horrifying with it. Okay. And uh, you go up into this, he finds this attic, and and there's a, a very very creepy wicker chair in there, wicker uh, chair, wheelchair, really? and there's all Rolling chair, an impossible amount of. Uh, Cobwebs, like the the amount that you have on your on your front step yeah, right comical, now, because it is uh, decorative. Yeah, it, and uh, creepy noises, and then they have a seance, and it's just a lot of imagine uh, mind of the imagination uh, until the end, and then everything kind of comes to a head. But ultimately, I was never, I was never really scared. Uh, it's a much bigger movie than I thought. Though I thought it was a smaller B type movie with like effects and whatnot, and it was not that at all. George C. Scott was an A lister at that point. He was, and it was always fun watching George C. Scott. He always chooses scenery, and True. Uh, he could tell he's just a curmudgeon, just an angry fucking dude. Didn't and, want to be. No, you could tell like, but that was kind of what his character was supposed to be as well, to an extent. But there's some intrigue, some mystery as to like you know why, and it's called the Changeling. Ultimately, that is answered and uh kind of hokey uh i could i could not get on board for this one now if i saw it all the way through when i was a kid maybe that'd be different. does the wheelchair come into play oh yeah okay. we see a remote control wheelchair oh. quite a bit by the end well uh is there anyone else of note in this film i did get the chills at one point in the movie the window was open there's a scene where uh his daughter the, the last bastion of his daughter the last thing that she held closer the last tangible thing that he had of his daughter for whatever reason i don't know why it's not like their house burned down but it was like this ball that she had i guess <laughs> and like that reminded him of his daughter who was who was tragically killed and uh the ball was keeps... he on the, the phone when they died yeah oh, okay. the car breaks down and they're on the side of the oh, road okay. the snow that's how it opens up and then he's on the phone getting help and then the truck comes out of fucking nowhere and another car is involved and they veer off the road and kills the daughter and, oh that's yeah, it's terrible yeah it hurts, right? Especially as a, yeah. you know, a, as someone who has a daughter. Yeah, or a kid at all. You, you can feel his pain. You, you, you got the uh, the heartstrings are being pulled there, and they earned it. And, and I fell for this guy. But then, okay, now you're dealing with a dead kid in the attic. I don't really. So there's the ball, right? That came, came into play a couple times, and it's showing yeah. up a few times. And he's like, I need to get rid of this fucking ball. So he goes and he uh, goes off. A, he goes to a bridge. It's all shot in Seattle too, which is kind of cool. Scenes like late '70s Seattle. And he goes to a bridge and he drops off the ball uh, into the water, right? And the, like the people, there's the sound down there. And uh, goes home and he's in this big creepy mansion. And he hears boom, boom, boom. And he oh. looks and coming down the dark stairs is the ball. Not just the ball, it's wet. Oh, ah, excuse me, that gave me chills. Out. That gave me chills. Who's bring, who's bringing that thing back? So yeah, there's. I think that you really had to like get be into the mystery of it and the solving of the mystery, which I didn't give a, I didn't care much about. <laughs> 
Uh, what was I going to tell you? I was going to tell you something else about the changeling. Anyone uh, notable in the film besides George? Uh, George is the, uh, he, he's, we got uh, Trish Van, Vandevere. You just say no. I mean, I, I'm not good with, with names and people. We got John Calicos, uh, Melvin Douglas, of course. Isn't John Calicos in your short? Barry Morris? No, it's John Capelos. Pretty close. close there, Brian. Uh, we got old Ruth Springford. A lot of names you've, I mean, a lot of faces you've seen these people before, sure, but sure. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. the director still with us? You're looking that up. I, b- I believe he is. They, IMDb is just not as good as it used to be. Like sometimes they have like people that are no longer with us, but they just don't show us like birth date or death date anymore. Exactly. They just leave it to interpretation. Leave it to, leave it to a guess. Now, he was born in 37, so. Uh, Ooh, he's pushing it. Yeah, he's fine. He's good. He eats vegetables and stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes? Mm-hmm. That's oh. all it takes. Been doing it wrong all Christmas baby. Born 19, uh, I mean, December 23, 1937. They, uh, director Peter Medic. <coughs> all right. <clears throat> Let's rock. All right, guys. Thank you for downloading and listening to the show. Coming up next, we will do the, uh, we'll do top five. Top five unnecessary sequels. Needless, pointless sequels uh, with the top five this week. Until next week when we're all unified in one glorious episode. Oh, so good. The marriage is back. I see your own. I see your own list. Brian, stop looking at my list. Son of a bitch. What are you doing? I disagree with, I disagree with most of them. He directed Species 2. Oh. Oh, needless. Needless. Why does it, why does it exist? Why does Species 2 exist? How many people were actually clamoring for another species? That's one of my criteria. We'll get into next week or next episode, but one of my criteria was who's asking for this? Who's this for? Right. Who needs this in their life? All right. Yeah. I I, I came across in my research a lot of sequels to big movies I had no idea even existed. Really? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Andrew Potts, for assigning us film. We didn't love it. Sorry about that, but uh, we appreciate you being a part of the show we had to have seen it I'm glad that we saw it so thank you very much Andrew for forcing our hand thanks to the dead ships they are featured artists this week check them out andersonandbrian.com andersonandbrian.com is where you go for all of your film vault needs to vote for Mitch Mitch Burns as a new face of war to uh, tap the Amazon banner and uh, see all sorts of fun stuff including our uh, listener art which you can see up there Uh, the feature art no listener art I was right Anderson and Brian is the Instagram. Anderson and Brian is the TikTok, The Film Vault on Twitter and Facebook, and YouTube, The Film Vault Podcast. Thanks, Eric Kath, for maintaining that YouTube page, said YouTube page. Michael, Giovanni, and Mitch Burns, the new face in horror. Uh, Thank you for helping with the show. Appreciate you. Thank you to all of our Patreon listeners. And uh, what's up with you? Anything you want to put before we go? Uh, load New Frango. Loaded for Bear Doc Taco. Oh, you know what you can see too. Yeah. Comedy Confessional. Comedy Confessional. Oh, this Friday. On my anniversary. As much as I would love to come out, Jillian said that we can't do anything on our anniversary. We That's fair. Stay home. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, but you can check that out in the show notes. I'll have a link. You can get tickets. Oh, uh, it is in Santa Monica. The show starts at 8. October and, uh, 13th. It's a good time. Highly Friday recommend. Friday the 13th. Yes, October Friday 13th. the 13th. Uh, Santa Monica. Highly recommend. Free parking. And it's a lot of fun. Yes, we uh, draw anonymous confessions with the audience. The comics riff on it. And uh, last time, there was a 70-year-old couple who got to hear all about threesomes and uh, fucking in public. So I don't know if that's why. They already knew. We get crazy over there. Just seeing Avery and just how, what a stage presence he is. He really is. Like, I was really impressed, Avery. You know, I I didn't know. I didn't know what your persona, I had seen the video, you know, but you prepare for that a lot. So maybe, I thought maybe you were kind of like, 
putting yourself up there, puffing yourself up a little bit just for the video. Now he he controls. He does uh, crowd That's control. Ceremony. He's really really good. Yeah. Right. So uh, I would I would highly recommend going checking out Avery Anderson and Brian. There you go for information on that. And until next time, we do it for Bingo. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.